This is episode 11 of the Emerge and Expand podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Emerge and Expand podcast. I'm your host, Catherine McKenzie-Smith, and today I've got for you another amazing interview for the Do Business Differently interview series. Sora Schilling is a sacred space holder, strategy alchemist, transformative business coach, powerful medicine woman, energy healer, international retreat leader, inspirational speaker, fire igniter, heart whisperer, and world traveler. As a spiritual energy coach, Sora is here to guide coaches and luminaries to create a prosperous new world through energy work, mindset, archetypes, and the devoted way. Sora and I met through the wonderful Julie Parker, who I interviewed in episode two of the podcast, and she is just one of the most magical people I know. I'm so excited to share this interview with you. Hi, Sora. I am so excited to chat to you today. I always love any time that I get to spend in your presence. Can we just start off by you telling everyone, if they don't know of your work, what it is that you actually do these days? Sure. Hmm. How shall I put that today? (laughs) I feel like every day is a little different, a little bit more me, a little bit more business. So Um, To be very clear, let's say I am the founder of Devoted Energy Coaching School, and I train life coaches and healers how to use or how to be inside of energy space and support their clients in honoring themselves as their own healer by also being able to access all of the information and the magic that happens inside of the energetic field so that they can walk with it and truly begin to honor their lessons and disseminate their own wisdom through their own transformative process. So that's in a nutshell what I do as well as other things, but that would be the clearest way. So exciting to see how that has evolved and shifted and changed as you've been on this explorative journey. That is what I think is how we can show up and do business differently in our own way, but also how we go along our own soul journey as well. I'd love to hear what brought you to what you do today and what you feel about the journey that you've been on to get here. I find that my journey for everyone, that one should embrace their journey, that there's going to be these pivots and these different new pathways that open up. And sometimes they circle back to something that you've already been doing. And so it's really quite fascinating and fun if we enjoy the ride rather than fighting it and thinking, why have we gotten to the place that we should? And so for myself, my journey has been always about the internal landscape and connecting to myself and understanding my own healing. Mm. And every so often there's this pivotal moment where a very spiritual uncovering discovery occurs. And so for me, it became a little bit of a, um, a deeper inquiry around why. Why is that every so often there's this big spiritual awakening or challenge that occurs that allows mm. me to go even deeper? And knowing that I'm multifaceted, multidimensional, I also know how to do a lot of different things. I felt so pressured into having to pigeonhole myself. And for so long, um, that was my focus. How do I get to the thing? What's my thing? Who am I? And I finally let that go and figured out, you know what? Actually, this is me. Me is doing all these different things. And at some point, I will land. I will find and return home. 
And when I gave myself that permission, it allowed my creativity to continue to unlock in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And by doing so, I then landed. And the one thing that I remembered years ago, I was working with my mentor and I was like, you know what? I don't think I'll ever do be like an energy coach and teach energy coaching. Um, I feel like it's these other things. And she's like, that's so fascinating. Why do you say that? I go, because I'm really resistant to it. She's like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) And here we are 10 years later, right? This is the thing that I've entered into. And so it's a culminating space of devotion for sure. But could I have imagined I would have landed here? No, because that wasn't my path. I'm not supposed to know everything ahead of time. Is it really delightful and enjoyable? Absolutely. But for anyone who's listening that feels like they are going in circles or in spirals, I say honor it, really honor that because it really does bring a lot of magic and depth to your own lived experience that you leave as part of your legacy. Oh, yes. How beautifully put. And I think in a world of come and join my six steps to success and I'll teach you how to do exactly what I've done and the one size fits all formula that we see so much in the online business space that it can get the nuance can get lost in us being on our own unique journey. And I have been having this conversation so much with clients and people in my community the last couple of weeks that it it should look a certain way, that there's a linear journey we should be on. And that should be do my certification, you know, launch my website, sign up for Instagram and start posting on there. And then where, where are my clients now? And that nobody can promise that in the first place, but also that I have always felt that the soul, our soul work, the journey that we're on is so much more than the business processes and strategies and all of the things that we do in capturing an essence of the greater work we're here to do and sharing it with other people. And I love how you said that. It's so funny when you talk to a mentor and you say something and they go, hmm, that's interesting because you know that they can see something that you haven't seen yet. Yes, we love those moments. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have them all the time as well. So what would you say that, well, actually, the one of the things that really stood out to me and it was the reason that I finally went, you're already on my list and I quickly hit reply, was you sent this amazing email a few weeks ago where you were sharing about your experience coming into what you're doing now, but how you shifted some things and um, kept repeating running uh, a weekend workshop. And the way that you talked about your work and this continuing to show up and allowing it to grow was something that really captivated me because it's so easy to use that I made this many figures this year or this month. But also it's really easy in the online business journey to actually try something and then go, oh, that didn't work. What on to the next thing? I'm going to stop talking now because I want you to tell us if, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what that journey was like for you and what it has actually done and changed in your business over the last year or two. Absolutely. And may this support those that are listening in regards to how do I continue to grow? What does that actually look like? Um, And so in that letter, I wrote how about two years ago, I let go of my business the way that it was. And I started from zero, literally 
with zero in my account. Like I was starting brand new again. And I listened rather than hustling, rather than thinking of what others need and building it out before even actually understanding what it is. I listened to my community. I listened to what was going on in the world. And I, first and foremost, my question to myself was, how could I be of service? And in the midst of what then ended up being the pandemic, how can I be of service was to open up um, once a week, a circle and a co-working because we were all still desiring to have businesses and thrive in the midst of the unknown. And we needed a space to also honor all of our feelings. Mm -hmm. And I did this for no cost. I simply wanted to be of service first. And it brought me back to the heart of why I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Not because personally, I don't want to make lots of money. I do. I honor that because I can make great changes, but I needed to remember why this was so important for me, the work that I did. And so that continued on. And then at some point I was like, I really desire to celebrate my birthday. So it all comes from a place of internal space of what feels yummy to me. What's the thing that delights me? What's going to ignite my creativity? And from that, I thought, you know what? It'd be so great to have a birthday. And how can I be of service on my birthday? And I brought back circle training, which is something I'd done in person. And I wanted to give back. So it was a dollar. And that dollar was then donated to Tree Sisters. I desired to have 100 folks come celebrate and be inside of training. And 100 people did say yes. And I was able to gift $100 to treesisters.org. And it was an experience of me honoring my wisdom, honoring how I hold space, but really about everyone coming together in deep celebration of life in the midst of what was going on and what it means to be resilient. And so I say that because that is what my business has turned into. Each time I've done that, it's come from a place of deep excitement. I loved it. I always am very honest. So I said, in this experience for the three day, I will give my fullest and I do. And I'm going to invite you to continue on a journey because I do believe in that. I believe in my work. I believe in the, the alchemical process. And slowly but surely, people started to say yes. And that continued to grow and grow some more. But the thing that for me felt so um, important to remember and why I shared that email was that we forget that it's about cultivating our cultivating the seed that we brought into our dreams and allowing to it be to, to be nurtured. And so how do you return? How do you water it? How do you continue to tend to it? How do you pick it? How do you like let it grow again? And often we get into the syndrome of what's next, meaning what's the next total opposite thing or what's the next shiny thing? What's the thing that's going to make it better or save me versus what's next? The thing I already know that has worked well, how do I continue to deepen into it? How do I make the emails more loving, the journey more juicy and give all of my time and awareness to that? And so now all my projects are like that. Anything I birth, I always go back over and over. I look at it. I look at every single piece, every couple of months. And I think that's what served the most. Yeah. Amazing. And it's so interesting that you say that because I think there's this, I, again, idea of linear growth, exponential growth. And sometimes like it's, 
as we know with the cycles of the earth and the seasons and all of the things that as humans we've become so fixated on this linear process sometimes we have to rise from the ashes of of taking everything to zero of saying you know what all of this needs to be washed away and cleansed and started again and from that as you mentioned that's coming then from a new depth of us which allows us to show up and hold space and have a capacity for our people and our being of service that we may never get to if we keep maybe following somebody else's way would you say Yeah. And it's really because it comes from a place of fear, right? A fear of what if I don't succeed? What if my business needs to fold? But here's the thing. Even when you go back to zero, it's actually the most freeing thing because that means you start over again. Nothing needs to continue on in the path of your new existence. So new systems, new protocols, everything is different. And to me, that is one of the best things. It's like when you go, when you move, all of a sudden there's this freedom of letting things go and reorganizing Mm. your new space. And there's a fresh quality to it. So I honor the fear, but also for each and every one of you getting to that space of nothing actually is the place of everything. So honoring that. And then looking outside of yourself, I get that part. And one of the things that I've found for myself is, sure, there's some systems that can work and I don't want to ever, you know, bash the systems. But what I've noticed for myself is that I need to know me and myself and what works first and then understand my way of going about it and then understand the tried and true kind of methods that may support me. But usually those methods only support me once I actually know myself, my clients, the the alchemical process of the yumminess that we're going through. And then I use that as a way to continue to grow, Mm. but not before that. Oh my gosh, so good and absolutely agree with you there. And and I love the way that it's almost the opposite of how we might naturally think, oh, I should do it this way. I want to make this much money or I want to do this particular business model. I'll find someone who's an expert who's done it before me. I'll learn their way. And then if that doesn't work, you know, I'll find somebody else. And I love, love, love so much starting from inside you first, your self-awareness, your energy and needs, and then finding the things that support that instead of trying to fit yourself into the box. That is just incredible. I love that so much. I really think that's the key, right? So for example, a circle training I did maybe four or five times, and then I hired a coach where I said to to her specifically, I desire to grow this and here are the things that are already in place and here's where I want to go. And this next step, I actually don't have any understanding around, but I can't go there. I couldn't go there until I understood this. And so that's been very helpful. But before that, what I used to do was I need help with everything. I don't know what's going to work. I want everyone to tell me what to do. And then woes me. I've now spent a lot of money and nothing to show for it. That doesn't serve because I wasn't doing my internal work of getting clear about who I was, what challenges I was having, and what my community members really desired. Wow. Yeah. And I definitely have been on that journey as well. I walked away from my business for three years because of going through that same thing. It's not a surprise to me that we both are projectors in the human design and it's so in alignment with our type to have our energy be 
sometimes connected with and think that we have that generator energy because we're so easy to draw from that and then just go through that process of walk away from all of it and then I want to still do this. I still love this. I'm still here for a purpose. And now I need to make it work for me. It's uh, not lost on me, the parallel of that journey, that shared journey that we've been on. And I remember we were both resistant knowing that we were projectors and how we were going to continue to aspire to have this thriving business when we're supposed to wait for an invitation. What does that mean? But it seems that for both of us, we have Mm -hmm. claimed it. We've claimed our internal self, our strength, our ability to understand things. And knowing that at some point, people who are aligned will come towards us. And that has been so powerful rather than eagerly getting out there and trying to convince people simply by being myself, bringing in the most incredible aligned folks without Mm -hmm. feeling like I've needed to do much has been um, an eye opener regarding how I can trust myself as a projector. Oh, absolutely. And it is so funny because it's it is such a thing when you first learn about it and you start to understand it that there's this feeling of resistance I definitely felt it too of like oh no this is going to be just so much harder for me and you start to buy into all those stories and and when and probably only in the last six to eight months have I really like created an intentional practice of of really understanding all of those parts and leaning so far into it and exactly the same as you when you start to see the results of that and it's so much easier and so much more aligned it's only it's like we need just a little taste of something to realize that oh oh this was not meant to be so hard and if I start going more into this and deeper into myself and calling in those people who are aligned with that it can be joyful and fun and easy and all of the things. And I think that that's the same. And just circling back around to your circle training of you wouldn't have necessarily got to that point if you hadn't run it a bunch of times and kept trying new things and evolving it. And this is something I talk to my Emergent Expand members all the time. It's so easy to just go, oh, well, throw that out, start something new. And one of the things I loved about your story was that it, I mean, how many times did you run it? I can't remember off the top of my head. And just for anyone else, I don't remember off the top of my head. It was a lot. I remember seeing because you did a list and it was like, uh, you know, the first time you ran it, the second time you ran it and and charging, you know, $1 the first time and $2 and then $5. And then, and, and seeing the growth of the evolution of continuing to show up for that training, knowing that it was in alignment with you and the people you wanted to call in and not going, oh, sweet, I got my 100. Now I'm going to throw that out and move on to something else. I love that it was a repurposed training in the first place. And then you ran it a bunch of times online over the last two years. And that has been such a catalyst for the shifts and changes in your business and your income and all of those things. How does that feel in comparison to maybe what you did previous to that? Absolutely. And that touches upon your great wisdom around all you need is a taste. And Mm -hmm. if folks who are listening didn't hear that fully, you know, really land on that, which is all you need is a taste in realizing that if you can trust yourself and do things your way, that may be completely different than what you think other people are telling you, that it will build some awareness and validation and proof, and it'll keep you continuing on your path. And so really honoring that wisdom from you, Catherine. And that is what happened with myself. And one of the things that I think we forget 
that has truly changed my way of honoring the way that I work in my business is we often look at the linear aspect, cause and effect. If I do this, then hopefully that will happen. And we look at strategies from a very linear space. Sure, but that doesn't always work, right? Because we are our own individual being in a with a different makeup. But the thing that does work for myself that I noticed is honoring and having a beautiful sacred relationship with numbers. Mm. And what I mean by that is it doesn't mean that I have to look and see big numbers. I just need to have a relationship with numbers because numbers do tell a story and they can tell a very beautiful, informative story. And so once I started doing that and being like, okay, I had a hundred people come to a training and I had two people sign up for an offering. And then I had 250 people come and five people signed up for a training. And then I 300 and I had two people sign up. It doesn't Mm. matter what happened, what it's more of the flow and the understanding of the rhythms that actually allows me to be even more invested because now Mm. I know I have a little proof of an understanding versus what we do is we do these little linear things. Here are the eight steps, but then we don't go back to honor the reflection of what happened. And so we have no idea. It's really vague. Like, oh, I think it kind of worked. No, it didn't work. Well, you're (laughs) you're saying that from a space of what your expectation was, but the numbers can support you in being inspired and continuing to try different things and shifting things just a little bit to see and test. So for me, I'm all about testing. I love it. I believe in it. And it's then fun rather than being so serious Mm. with an expectation. Yes, absolutely. It is impossible to know what the outcome of something is going to be. And I always say, all we get a say in is how is the showing up part. We get a a say in, okay, I'm going to show up today. I'm going to do this. And then we get to see, sure, maybe some outcome. And then tomorrow I'm going to do it again. But I don't know and have no control over what is going to happen with that showing up. It's just the fact that in our business, in our greater purpose and legacy of being here as humans on the earth, we have to be responsible for the showing up part, I think, in whatever way that looks like for us. Totally. And also, if you show up and you do good work, good work, not meaning good versus bad, but good, like it's yummy and soulful and rich and deep and you love it, including anything from like an opt-in. And then all of a sudden, no one is no one is entering their name. We often think, oh, we are so crappy. It's not working. I have to scrap it. And my, my space now is if I feel I've done good work, that I Mm -hmm. want to explore what's not working. And that isn't my content. That's not how I'm showing up, but there might be something else. Maybe the messaging is a little confusing, or maybe the button is actually not working very well, or there's other things. Maybe my nurturing sequence needs a little more love and personality and pizzazz, right? Mm. And so that's my sense of devotion. 
It's not frantically working on new things, but taking something that if I feel good and you know it, you know, when you feel really, really good about something and other things are like, "Eh, I I, I probably could have done a better job. (laughs) Then those are the things you can let go because you weren't really in that passionate aligned space. Mm. But if you did something, you were so excited and now you're feeling a little um, crescent fall by it, then that's where I would take a curious investigative approach because it will always work itself out if you give it a little tending, loving care. Yeah, I totally agree. And I just want to thank you so much for even taking, because I was so resistant for years about systems and numbers and having workflows and all of those things because it felt counterintuitive to being in that intuitive flowy space and I just want to say that even though I've embraced that more and have found it has helped give me structure to flow within the way that you talked about numbers and systems and curiosity and exploring when things aren't working because you're absolutely right there's so many variables to why something's not converting you know why it's not getting downloaded or purchased or whatever that If we just go straight into the fear space and the, oh, well, I'm terrible and I'm just no good and I just need to throw it out and start again, that's not fun. There's nothing fun about that. It's also not true. But I love. It's not true. Yeah, if we can come at it from mystery, from curiosity of, hey, what's going on here? What's really going on? And the self-inquiry and the examination. Thank you so much for putting it like that. Just so beautiful. You're so welcome. So I have a question that I've been asking most of the the people that I've been talking to. It's a big question, (laughs) but I know that you're going to be. I'm already so nervous. What is your one wish for the work that you do and the impact that it has on those around you? Oh, that's actually quite easy. So my deepest, my deepest wish and desire is for folks to actually remember that magic is real, that you can use your imagination and have fun and be in the play and explore and allow your heads to be in the clouds because you can pull forth information from all the different dimensions and bring it into this physical reality. So not to simply dream for the sake of being outside the experience, but dream the impossible so you can begin to live it here and now. I have kind of thought about this one. I mean, if you had said that just like that had just come out then I mean incredible so the fact that you've already thought about it before just shows how connected our energy can be in uh in wanting to explore the deepness of this work right because the business is I always say it's like a simply it's a container that our work we can filter some of that into but at the end of the day the journey of becoming who we're here to be, of tapping into, as you said, that magic that we have the ability to connect with and and hold within our physical bodies and our physical spaces is a, like, it's a a lifetime devotion, to use your word. Um, Yeah, wow. Yeah. And AKA the journey itself brings forth your mission. So often we look at mission statements, values, beliefs as like the first thing, which we can, but from an internal space of inquiry is where it should be. Because ultimately the evolution of your business happens with the evolution of you. And it's Mm -hmm. only from my 10 years of experience in business and the 
more than that in spiritual journey that I can get to this point in my forties to say, that's my mission, right? Mm -hmm. It's only now that I can say it the way I do and really have it land. And so that is my dream desire, but it's also my mission for my work. Amazing. And you're so right. It's, it's again, it comes back to the cycle because if you weren't already on the journey, you wouldn't be able to go into the deeper part of the journey, which would it like, and then it comes circles back around to that internal inquiry again. It's just so the opposite of a linear path. I honestly have just loved every part of this conversation. There are so many gems of wisdom for people to just take and even just not take and necessarily implement, but I think it will definitely help people to think differently about how they're approaching launches and systems and numbers because you've just offered so much. But the energy of what you've brought to today I can like I've got little goosebumps. It's cold here, but also just because you the way that you show up and hold space is so magical and so in alignment with everything that you talk about. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's such an honor and pleasure to be here. So thank you for asking me to be a guest. For anyone who would like to connect with you further, I'll obviously have all of your info in the show notes, which will be over on my website. But can you tell people the best way that they can connect with you and your work further? Absolutely. I would love for everyone to join me in my online space. So at devotedway.com. And when you go there, there's a little quiz you can take. So you can have some fun with that. And then please go ahead and connect with me and join me on Instagram as well. And my handle is Sora Schilling as well as Devoted Way. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sora. I've just loved spending this time with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I know this is one I'm going to come back and listen to over and over again. Sora is just so incredible. And if you would like to connect with her further, learn more about her work, get the show notes from this episode and a full transcript, just head to emergentexpand.com forward slash podcast 011. And if you're enjoying this interview series and you've got someone in mind that you think I absolutely have to have on the podcast, make sure to head over to Instagram, send me a DM at Miss underscore KMS and let me know who do you think that I should interview next. Or if there's anything that you'd really like me to talk about on the podcast, please head over, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, I'll catch you in the next one.